ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय टुडे वी आर एंटरिंग द सेकंड कैंटो ऑफ श्रीमद् भागवतम द फर्स्ट कैंटो फॉर योर प्लेजर हैज ऑलरेडी बीन कंप्लीटेड विद द अराइवल ऑफ सुखदेव गोस्वामी and the beginning of the discussion between parikshit maharaj and shukadev parikshit maharaj is asking questions and based on that shukadev goswami is is going to reply so parikshit maharaj wants to know everything about the lord and especially the kind of adventures the lord performs in his various incarnations purusha avatars how he creates this whole uh, material world now there are different theories floating around about the creation however we might go on discussing arguing but then we have to refer to the shastra which is the law book for humanity which gives all the information about this creation the universes so shila prabhupada the founder acharya fiskon he used to say that the research work is already done all we have to do is take the information from the scriptures and teach it to the world because we all believe in science which is fair enough science is based on facts but then we also cannot forget the fact that all human beings are born with four defects the first is imperfect senses so with imperfect senses how can anybody claim to have perfect knowledge and what about that which is beyond the perception of material senses second defect we are born with is we have the tendency to cheat we have the tendency to commit mistakes and we have the tendency to fall under illusion the four defects anybody can come and show a magic and we get affected by that illusion we tend to believe that's why magic shows are very very popular so science relies on two main methods and that is the first method is called uh anu uh, pratyaksha pramana seeing is believing i believe what i perceive perceive with my senses however this has limitations since our senses are imperfect so when we cannot figure out uh something with our sense perception then human tendency is to guess suppose i ask you where is this friend of yours if you know you will tell me if you don't know you might you will say oh she might be here she might be there so therefore science yes it does help to some extent but it is not perfect science means to know things as they are suppose there are 10 people sitting and we are arguing and if we are discussing on the subject of geography i may say something you may say something but ultimately where will the argument end okay now let's consult the book let's see the what what the book says and everything um is uh decided based on the knowledge given in the book this full stop after that okay the book says this like in exams i can say i wrote this you can say you wrote this but then when we refer to the book all the argument ends there similarly when it comes to so every subject has a book which is the ultimate authority when it comes to the science of god this creation this universes the material world its laws everything 
we can discuss we can keep arguing but ultimately everything has to boil down to all the okay what the authorized books on the structure the creation of the universe say and that is the scriptures so therefore anything related to god this world the purpose of life we must refer to scriptures which are the authorized books on these subjects without referring to these we can go on arguing for 10th million years but will not arrive at any conclusion somewhere it has to end and scriptures are the word of god now how can we believe the scriptures is there any proof of their validity yes there are three ways by which we can check the validity of scriptures and the first is uh use them as manuals in your life whenever you buy a gadget from the market along with it also comes a manual and that manual teaches us how to operate that gadget what to do what not to do which buttons to press which buttons to uh not press and uh, how will that uh gadget operate which numbers to dial when something goes wrong so similarly there are certain things mentioned in the scriptures certain principles and if you doubt the scriptures okay apply these principles in your life and if they work that means the scriptures are true just like if what the gadgets the manual says and if we if it works on the gadget if the gadget works according that means the manual is true second way to check the validity of the scriptures is the axiomatic truths mentioned in the scriptures an axiomatic truth is the truth that requires no further explanation for example one truth mentioned in the scriptures is cow dung is pure for a long time people never believed that dung of an animal could be pure now cow dung cow urine country like us they have patented so many uh, products made out of these now the scriptures never say that dung of every animal is pure the scriptures clearly say that dung of cow is pure and that has been proved the scriptures always mentioned the earth to be goal round bhugol it is known as bhumi is goal for a longest time people believed that earth is flat until the space era set in and then they saw the earth is actually round so therefore uh, plants have life the scriptures have always described plants as living beings nobody believed that until 1953 when jagdish chandra bose he proved that plants also have life so just like this there are so many axiomatic truths mentioned in the scriptures the scriptures also describe earth having seven continents saptadweep which has been proved now so this is the second way to check the validity of scriptures axiomatic truths mentioned in the scriptures have been verified by science also and number 3 is the astonishing predictions in the scriptures and which have come to pass for example the scriptures mention about the appearance of king ashoka in future and he did appear the appearance of buddha his activities his parents they also talk about a great philosopher thinker uh, chanakya pandit who will appear in future and that has also come to pass so therefore uh, uh, there are so many predictions about kaliyuga which are happening today so this is the third way the first is use them as manuals try and experiment with the principles mentioned in the scripture second is see the axiomatic truths that even science is verifying today and number 3 the predictions that have come to pass already given in these scriptures so when it comes to scriptures as i have already mentioned bhagavatam is the king of all the scriptures 
and uh, in the second canto of bhagavatam every canto of the bhagavat has been named differently the second canto of bhagavat is specifically named the creation it is one of the most uh, intricate subject matter discussed in the second canto so much so that uh, sometimes you feel like what am i reading you might feel uh, dry there are no leelas there are no past times only the process of creation but it is also interesting because anything related to the lord is bound to be interesting so in brief i will explain to you the process of creation as described in the shrimad bhagavatam so it is explained itecha amsa kalaha pumsah krishnastu bhagavan swayam there's a long list of incarnations mentioned in the bhagavatam and then shukdev goswami says itecha amsa kalaha pumsah krishnastu bhagavan swayam that all these incarnations the names i have mentioned these are incarnations the plenary portions so the portions are plenary portions of the supreme lord but krishna is that swayam bhagavan supreme lord krishna has been described as swayam bhagavan that means he is the source of all other forms of bhagavan also so the hierarchy is this krishna is at the top and immediate expansion of lord krishna is lord balaram whom we know as his elder brother appears in his krishna leela as elder brother big b and then he appears as lakshman is the anantashesh so that is the leela part otherwise uh, originally he is the first expansion of krishna and then it is balram ji who takes charge of everything he creates the spiritual world in fact he becomes the spiritual realm for krishna to serve him and then balram ji expands himself into four different forms which is known as the first quadruple expansion and they are known as vasudeva sankarshana pradyumna and aniruddha and from these the come lord narayan from this lord narayan comes another quadruple expansion number 2 which is also consisting of vasudeva sankarshana pradyumna and aniruddha too and from these sankarshana in the second quadruple expansion manifest two personalities one is called sadashiv the original shiva who has his abode right below vaikuntha and his expansions in this world are known by different names like shiva rudra and like that 11 rudras so the original shiva is right uh, next to vaikuntha below vaikuntha and he is the expansion of lord sankarshan who is expansion of krishna and then from sankarshan another personality appears who is known as lord mahavishnu a lord mahavishnu as the name suggests is extremely big in size so between the material world and the spiritual world there is a boundary river which is known as viraja river it's huge it is also known as causal ocean it is the cause of creation because in it lies lord mahavishnu gigantic form so beyond this uh, viraja river or causal ocean lies the brahma jyoti then sadashiva loka then vaikuntha and then other different higher planets of the lord the spiritual world basically lies beyond this river on this side of the river is the material world consisting of countless universes so this mahavishnu lord mahavishnu is lying down on the bed of anantashesh and it's huge in size so the bhagavata explains he is the one 
who creates the material elements earth water fire air ether mind intelligence and ego and many such there are 24 elements required for material creation he creates them then he glances upon them and then they get into action and that's how the creation begins so the universe is cre- the universe is uh, the universal elements are created uh, so uh, now from his bodily pores it is explained when lord mahavishnu explains after creating the uh, elements circumstances for the material creation to exist he exhales and every time he exhales it's a long period between his inhalation and exhalation when lord mahavishnu exhales from his bodily pores the universes come out now you can imagine how big he must be that the universes are coming out of his body and there are countless of them so after he creates the universes then he creates these 24 elements and then he glances upon them and then they spring into action and then gradually everything begins to manifest all the necessary conditions the necessary elements uh, into each of the universes then this mahavishnu he is also known as karano dakshai vishnu karana means the cause he is the cause of the creation he expands himself into as many universes as there are uh, that have come out from his body and he enters each of the universes he can expand himself into as many forms as he desires even the ordinary yogis they can get siddhis by which they can expand themselves into nine different forms not more than that but the supreme lord is the yogeshwar he can expand himself into as many forms as he wants so it is explained that this mahavishnu expands himself and enters into each of the universes and all the universes are in the form of shells egg egg shaped and each universe is half filled with water which is known as its huge ocean it is known as universe is big so it is an ocean it is known as garbhodak ocean which is because it is lying in the garbh or womb of the universe so in each universe this is happening so mahavishnu enters that universe lies down and as in expands himself and therein the second vishnu is known as garbhodak shai vishnu this ocean is known as garbhodak ocean because it is in the garbha or womb of the universe and the vishnu form which lies down on this uh, ocean on the bed of ananta shesh is known as garbhodak shai shai refers to shayan karna he sleeps lies down the first one was known as karano dakshai he lies down in the karana ocean the causal ocean the viraja river second one in each of the universes this vishnu second vishnu as many universes as many vishnus here and from his navel lord brahma sorry a lotus comes out and on the lotus on the whorl of the lotus top of the lotus by lord garbhodakshai vishnu's desire the first created being within the universe lord brahma is born and brahma when he is born he looks around in four directions therefore he develops four heads so lord brahma doesn't just have four heads the universe we are living in is the smallest of the universes and here brahma has four heads but there are instances mentioned in the scriptures there are brahmas with five heads 10 heads 100 head 1000 heads million heads and for you and me it might be incomprehensible but just because we can't 
fathom doesn't mean these things don't exist the scriptures talk about these incidents so lord brahma is born but lord brahma doesn't know what to do so he looks around he doesn't know the source of his creation he looks around he can't see anybody although he's born from lord garbhodakshay vishnu only he looks down he can't see except the lotus flower so he goes through the stem of the lotus comes comes down to the ocean because the the stem is i mean stretching from the lotus of uh, lotus navel of lord vishnu but he can't see he can only see the ocean so it is for him it is going into the ocean but he gets scared by the waves of the ocean they are very very powerful so he comes out he comes back to the top of lotus flower and see his eagerness to understand the purpose of his birth and where he was and what he was supposed to do the lord out of his mercy he speaks two letters which brahma hears ta pa tapa yani ki do some tapasya perform some austerities so imagine this is uh, lord brahma the first created being within the universe directly born from the lord still he is not able to see the lord his original father unless he performs tapasya and here we have some foolish people in kali yuga who claim oh, i don't believe in god if he is there show him ask him to show himself to me why should he have, what tapasya have you performed what kind of qualification do you have if even if you want to see the chief minister of the state we have to have a qualification to see and more importantly he must be willing to see us he will only see us if we have done something substantial so even lord brahma he can't see the lord directly so he is asked to go and perform tapasya so lord brahma it is explained he performs tapasya for his 100 years and when the lord is pleased with his tapasya lord krishna appears in front of him in his most charming beautiful sham sundar form of golok vrindavan playing on his flute and lord brahma what he saw he has recorded and described it in a scripture called brahma samhita if you want to know what brahma saw and what was his realization now he is the first created being within the universe he has four heads more intelligence more elevated than us we definitely have to have full faith in his words so if you want to totally understand this creation what he saw who is the supreme who are the others within the creation then we have to study this brahma samhita very very thoroughly so very important scriptures is what very very important scripture out of all the scriptures because brahma is the authority okay who could have seen better than him and uh, who could have seen anything before him so we have to have faith we have to believe what brahma saw that's common sense so he saw the beautiful form of krishna and krishna therein he gave him chatur shloki bhagavat he spoke the bhagavat to lord brahma in just four shlokas which lord brahma later on expanded upon and gave it to narada who gave it to vyasa vyasa gave it to shukadev and then shukadev gave it to parikshit and that's how it has come down to us also so lord brahma is then empowered by the lord asked to create he has been given that role so lord brahma then begins to create and he doesn't have to just create the devatas the celestial gods he has to create all kinds of living entities the upanishads describe the vedas describe there are 8.4 million types of species he has to create all of them it's a thankless task 
I mean, everybody just wants good children, but he has to create all kinds of living entities, even the demons. According to their karma, they have to be born. So Lord Brahma, he creates a, a class of people known as Prajapatis who are then expanding the population on his behalf. And that's what Gotra is. Like Kashyap Rishi, Bharadwaj Rishi, Chandrayan, Achyuta, which is the common Gotra for all. So like that, when we sit down for a puja, the Purohit, the priest might ask, what is your Gotra? We say Chandrayan, Kashyap, Bhrigu, Bharadwaj. Have you ever thought, what are these? These are the names of the great Prajapatis or sages who were created by Brahma. And from there, from them, our family lineage is coming. We belong to that family lineage whose uh, Gotra we are from. So this represents that Prajapati was created by Brahma to expand the population. So it, this Gotra represents our entire family lineage going back to that particular sage or Prajapati who was directly uh, asked by Brahma to bring living entities into this world. And that's how Brahma goes on expanding every time there is uh, Pralaya, Brahma again comes back. Every night when Brahma goes to sleep and his day is quite long, it is the thousand cycles of the four yugas so when he goes to sleep everything below his planet is finished next morning he wakes up he has to create everything all over again so it's a big anxiety but Brahma is doing this thankless task again and again imagine you create something and next morning you wake up it's all gone and this is happening repeatedly so you will go crazy but Brahma that's why he's Brahma and he's chosen for that post Brahma is a post it's not the name of a person person with heaps and heaps of piety and who has led a sinless life for 100 lifetimes is given the post of Brahma. Sinless means not even his thoughts, he commits a sin. Such a living entity because to sit on such a position, you have to be very, very responsible and pure. Purity is the force. So if, a, so if somebody is pure, and then he can handle any position and he can do the service also properly. Purity is the force. So this is how this whole thing happens, the creation and ultimately and then I forgot to mention one more thing that uh, the second Vishnu Garbodakshai Vishnu after giving birth to Lord Brahma he expands himself into another form but which is within that particular universe and this happens in every universe so Garbodakshai Vishnu gives or expands himself into another form of Vishnu within that universe and therein he lies in the ocean of milk called Shir, Shir Sagar. And this third Vishnu is known as Shirodakshai Vishnu, who is lying on an ocean of milk. And it is this third Vishnu, Shirodakshai Vishnu, who is in charge of the maintenance of the universe. He has his own planet within the universe. It is a local Vaikuntha planet within every material universe. And whenever there is some problem, Brahma, Lord Shiva or Indra, they can go to this planet and standing on the shore of the milk ocean, they can pray for the blessing and the guidance and the help of Lord Vishnu, who is in charge of the maintenance. Generally, people first can go to Brahma. If he can't resolve the issue, they go to Shiva. If, they, if he can't also do that, then they go to Lord Vishnu. So in each universe, there are two Vishnus. Countless universes, countless Vishnu forms. So sometimes people think, oh, Vishnu is a source of creation, Krishna is his avatar, but that is what you have seen on TV. The scriptures are uh, speaking differently. As I said, I can argue, you can argue, but ultimately, okay, let's see what the book says, uh, what the scriptures say now. 
what the authorized books say now. So it is very clear from the Bhagavad Vyasadev, who is the ultimate authority, is writing Itechamsa Krishna's to Bhagavan Swayam. So there are countless Vishnus as countless universes, but Krishna is one, the Supreme Lord, the Lord of all Lords, the Avatari, and all others are his avatars. So this is something about the creation part. So now we'll discuss from the third canto something very interesting in the next podcast. Thank you very much. If there are any questions, please feel free to reach out. Thank you.